0: Welcome to New Type Flash. This is a podcast where every other week we come to you with Gundam Universal Century in a more or less chronological order. This week we are coming to you with uh, Gundam Zeta episodes 35 and 36 and with us we have Scotty P.
1: I liked Gundam Thunderbolt volume 15 better when it was all in Japanese because now that I can actually read it, it's it, it was it's sad. Did
2: look like a wall of text. I haven't read mine yet. No, it's not that. Is it? Is it sad? Sad, or is it like so bad that it is sad?
1: No, it's actually sad. That's depressing. And we have like you know in a good like artistic way, but
2: yeah. I am also here.
1: Hello. (laughs) Sorry, I didn't mean to talk over your intro.
2: Every (laughs) week, Scotty. (laughs)
1: What <laughs> if I don't introduce you first? You just you just say
0: hi. So I, I figure if I have to introduce you first and whatever.
2: No, it's become a theme.
0: Yeah, it's it's our thing. Storm
1: over Kilimanjaro. Speaking of sad, they're on the Lavian Rose, and that makes me think of Wally. <laughs> I, well, I mean, they're on and off of it. Because like, they,
0: they, they talk about going to the Levian Rose at the end of episode 34. And at the beginning of episode 35, they're leaving the the Levian Rose. Or at least, yeah, the Radishes. It's, it's, it's a quick in and out for the the stamen and the pistol.
1: Yeah, ex- hey. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> exactly. We learned in 0083, when you get there, you get in and you get out. A few times over and then you leave. And and if you're lucky, nobody gets shot. That's right. Except that bitch Nina Purpleton. <laughs> ah. Seriously, they're like head cannon. or some of those Anaheim bunnies. It's probably still there. They have yeah. to be. You I, I, I'm, I'm bet sure you, I bet you they are in the like Zeta Define. Oh yeah. Fun little research project for you, Lance There we go. Uh, Too many. Have fun with that.
0: (laughs) Um, So uh, Camille is bitching because he is uh, too tired to fix Haro. uh, And the little kids on the ship are are calling him lazy and kind of just messing with him. And, you know, Camille's a bad dad.
2: Do we know why Haro broke? It just arbitrarily got stuck. It didn't make sense, but it broke.
0: It was was a thing they needed to happen for the episode for this
1: They did find it in a pile of junk on the moon, so...
2: It's and it has, actual horror, so, like...
1: It, <laughs> it has kids playing with it, man. Like, you give kids something and it's going to break.
2: The little kid made a point, though, she's like, I didn't do anything. It's meant to bounce around all the time. Like, <laughs> I
1: mean, that is true.
0: Every time you see it, it's bouncing off the walls, like... That's how it deals with gravity. Um...
2: Kids tattle on him immediately (laughs) to Fa. So um, so tells him he's immature.
0: Well, speaking of maturity, Char tells Fa to hide the kids if she wants them to stay aboard the warship.
2: (laughs) It's not. It's not a Gundam warship without children aboard. I know it's. It's just
0: like we have all of these very responsible people in this in this show. It's like. Camille, like, hates the kids and doesn't want to, like, parent them. Char's like, hey, I know this is a ship and we're about to go into war and we're going to, like, probably all die soon. Uh, but if you want to keep the ship kids on board, you better hide them.
1: Look, they can't <laughs> let their military industrial overlords see that they are trafficking children also. Well, I mean, he's the one that brought them on, on board initially. Oh, no, I know, I know. He's saying that he, he says to hide them because there are personnel from the Livia and Rose that are about to inspect the ship. So it's basically right. personnel and he's like, yeah, it's okay if we do this, but we have to hide it. <laughs> yeah. And then fi- finally, after all of this, Camille,
0: um, he, he gives in, he says, like, I got will f- fucking Vic Saharo. Just stop whining you brats. He's uh,
2: he's literally, um, like it's, it's the least he could do the absolute minimum he could do. <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i I can't say I blame him like at, at this point it's like he, camille uh, i mean he's still immature but he he at least like grasps the gravity of the situation he's in and like I don't know i you know you're you're like trying to do your job and like trying to keep yourself in like mental shape for like going out and potentially like you know murdering people in a in a giant robot in space and like these little kids are bitching at their little like toy is broken, and making like that your number one priority.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's fair.
0: Um, so we learned that there is going to be a joint operation uh, between the A U G and Karaba over Kilimanjaro. Uh, Bright. It makes a very n- nice point that to let everybody know that he is glad that Wong is no longer on board, um, and so are we because Wong sucks. Yeah. Wong um, sucks. Um, the Argamo will provide cover for the battle over Kilimanjaro but it is not going to direct, engage directly
2: did they even say they were providing cover it just said support I think right like they were kind of vague about what exactly it was that they were doing
0: yeah it's out, yeah I'm not sure I mean they didn't go into real detail but you know like they're going to be in the vicinity so and this is a Gundam episode so we know like there's going to be a battle
2: I mean for sure yeah um Camille is very against it. I had a note that he was literally shaking with rage, well, he with the to- prospect of not being in the battle.
0: Right. Yeah. And and he he takes this, you know, when he's like saying he wants to be directly in the fight. Like it, part of his argument is to blame Char for Reko's death. He's basically like, "This is why Reko died because you're not going to get involved directly, asshole." Basically, something along those lines.
1: But the you know the actual, I mean they don't have enough to do anything.
2: No, and that and that was they kind of countered like we barely have any mobile suits. What are you what are you talking about, dude? Right.
0: They always have enough for um. For for somebody to steal though.
1: There's always an extra one around for somebody to steal. Exactly one stealable mobile suit on every Earth Federation Forces battleship.
2: Why does the why does the SOP say you have to leave the keys in one specific mobile suit every time? It's the one that no one ever uses. It's, it's for it's the got ammo. What'd you give it ammo? <laughs>
1: <laughs> load I'm that shit them. up with a big ass bomb.
0: <laughs> um so since they're starting to head back to Earth, this is the first time that um, Camille has actually been back to Earth uh, since he had his little tryst with uh, Four. So he starts fantasizing about her. Um, and after he finishes fantasizing about Four, he gives the kids Haro um, and and asks Fa to take care of Requa's cactus. So he's like, all right, right, I'm, I'm, I'm relegating my current Women like my current fantasies, like to the ship, and I'm going to go fantasize about the chick that like died, saving me and sending me into space.
1: And by the way, here's this other dead girl's cactus,
0: yeah, <laughs> you that, sure that we... he also had a crush on at one point, right? He's like, he's he's like Hey,
2: I'm currently banging. I've only loved two women ever, and you're not either of them. Please take care of the cactus that one of them owned.
1: Please landscape <laughs> her cactus. <laughs>
0: He should have been giving it to Char, but that's neither here nor there.
1: All right. So um Yazan well, my, get my, my favorite part of that before we move on is that when Fa asks Camille why what what why? He just goes, Yeah, no reason. Bye. <laughs> Peace. Mm-hmm.
0: Um so we go back and we get to see Yazan. He gets some barsums, these are some new suits. It's the RMS 154. And they are the successors to the GM two, and they're based on the Mark twos. They're the uh, the production uh, version of the Mark twos. So
2: yeah, they look. I gotta say nothing at all like a Mark two, except maybe the fact that they're blue.
0: So um, yeah, they. I mean, the legs look like the Mark two. Maybe the hands. The the. Chest and the head definitely don't th- everything the everything
2: from like the ankles up looks different. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, I don't even think the feet look the same. Like maybe a eh. no, I don't, it looks like a completely different thing, man. I don't even know okay. how you justify that. But anyway, not really.
1: <laughs> well, so okay, I took some fun facts down about the barsim because there's there are some there's some actual fun facts. Um, so yeah, it was intended as a replacement for the GM2, uh, and it was also Supposed to be this more mass producible replacement for all these transforming prototypes everywhere, right? And it can generally take the same loadout as like a GM2 or a Hi-Zack, Um, but it's also got two forearm beam sabers. The waist and the torso are all one assembly, so if you were doing this Gunpla, you instead of having two sections, you would only have one for this one. They're all one thing. That's it. Makes it look a little fat.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I was just thinking. It looks like it. It looks like it's missing something, and it's the torso. It's like the middle of the torso it has no pelvis. <laughs> it's like
0: it's
1: it's like its legs go straight into its neck. <laughs> yeah. So in the show, it looks like it has a dick cannon. <laughs> um, not like it. It looks like a vernier, but I mean, excuse me. It's it. They animated it like it's a vernier or a thruster, if you will. But it just sort of looks like a dick cannon. Um, now, Okamoto is the mobile suit designer for it, and it was intended to be a refueling port. Um, not a thruster. So, so, it, so it can't you, fuck the Methus to death. Exactly. <laughs> or is that port for the Methus to do that to it? We don't know. Uh, but the model kit, if you look at the high grade, it makes that part flatter so that you don't think it has a dick (laughs) cannon. And then I had actually made a note to myself to check in the third movie to see if they catch that and change it. Um, I'm not even sure if the Barzam is in the movies. So, but I will say that since I watched the third movie, I didn't remember to look for that. So yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's, that's that. That's the Barzam. And then we, uh, we move on at that point to Yazan and Gadi talking about looking up anti-air crossfire. All right. That didn't work to get things back <laughs> on track. Never mind.
2: Well, <laughs> my, my next note was like the Argama. The Argama, like, opens up to let people start doing stuff. And immediately, the second the door opens, they start getting attacked. Like, there was no even – they didn't even breathe for a moment.
0: Well, Camille, Camille did get a request to, to bring some porn porn back from earth torres I'm definitely
2: not going to earth it's 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 never going to happen
0: yeah they're just going to support from space so um yeah so right as he's getting that request to to go grab some more porn missiles launched from earth towards the argoma
1: i have a geography question so they say
2: i know what you're gonna say (laughs) mm -hmm,
1: yep so the argument detects anti-air missiles to the port side and Caesar is like, those came from the Canary Islands. And Which are is Western goes, Africa, right? Yeah. And Bright goes, all right, we're going to fire on Kilimanjaro. So ready, the mega particle cannon. Okay. Um, and that's
0: central Eastern Africa.
1: Right. They are, they are, and may, maybe I should get a better picture of this to link somewhere for the episode. I made a drawing of Africa in my notes, just so that I would remember. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. those things are not close by. No, nope. no, nope, they're not. And, and even like, like counting- and we better
0: put it in scale because Af- I think Africa is, um, way larger than like the continental U.S. If like it doesn't look like it on maps, but you could effectively fit like the U.S. and South America in Africa
2: easily. Oh, so, uh, you, you maybe maybe you didn't hear properly, Scotty. It was a mega particle cannon, which means it's super fucking big. It's big enough to hit all of Africa at once. <laughs> oh,
1: that <laughs> explains it. I mean, all I can figure is that someone knew, like whoever wrote the script knew about like three locations in Africa. And they're like, well, I can't write Egypt here. What's that other place? I'm just going to, nobody's going to check this. Just whatever. <laughs> it's just bridge chatter. And then you get me sitting here like, dude, well, I, think they actually show them,
0: I think they actually show them launching from where the Canary Islands come from. Right. In the show, it shows them launching from the correct point, And it shows, like, I think shows when they're going to Kilimanjaro, it shows, like, the geographical correct point in Africa. It's not just, like, some random place. So. I don't know.
1: I, whatever.
0: Yeah. So, um, Camille and Char launch. the new Barzums, um have some weapon on them that's really hard to defend against, and
2: um, with the shiny rope thing. Yeah, I like. I, don't I think that was the Barzam. I thought it was the. Um, was it, it not? Wasn't the, I thought it was the Harami that had that.
1: Harami. <laughs> <The Harabi.
2: laughs> <laughs>
1: Okay. Uh the Hambrabies. Yeah, Yazan and his like immediate team are in Hambrabies, but then all of his backup is the Barzams. Okay.
2: Like, wasn't, wasn't Yazan the one that directly like lassoed
0: Yeah, like the a lasso of truth or something.
2: Yeah, I looked that up and I think it was like a I think they called it like a like an electric whip or something like that. Uh, yeah, making that
0: up. Mega electric whip launcher. Yeah, maybe. V2 Ka version. Sea
2: <laughs> uh, <C-Surf. laughs> Serpent. The Sea Serpent. Hi. A handheld wiring grappling weapon that can deliver crippling electric shocks to enemy mobile suits.
0: Yep. So it did. It delivered some crippling electric shocks to the Hakushiki um, and sent it into free fall towards Earth. Um, and Camille chases after. Uh, Bright tells Camille to join with Karaba once they get to Earth because they're not going to be able to get back into uh, the Argoma at this point. Um, and they descend together amidst this kind of huge battle.
1: And remember that Camille has to transform the Zeta into Wave Rider mode yeah. and then get up underneath the Hyakushiki uh, because the Hyakushiki cannot re enter the atmosphere on its own. Yeah. I yeah, bet he wishes he waited to take that Delta Plus now. Yeah, we actually get a, like
0: several scenes in this in this two episode clip of like um, the Hakushiki riding the the um, the Zeta, which is I don't I don't know if it happens very much later on in the series, but like it seems like they emphasize it right here. Maybe this is around the time they were like, "Hey, buy this new mobile kit, this mobile suit uh, Gunpl kit," like it transforms, and all your Gunpl can ride it
1: can put your other robots on your robot
0: <laughs> um yep so, so uh, when i was rereading my notes i guess um google uh docs translate or uh, auto-corrected jamitov to janitor so, <laughs> so i have a note that says janitor has a new toy that he wants to see in the action in action i was like thinking like what, like a fucking like mop that dries itself
2: or something? The worst part would have been if we, if you made these notes and then we came back to it like several weeks later and you're like, what the fuck happened in this episode? <laughs> <sighs>
0: yeah. So Jamatov Has a new, he mentioned that he has a new toy that he wants to see in action. Um, and we're going to see it very shortly. Um, so the Caraba is trying to take the mountain. I, I guess the Titans have kind of uh, made a huge base on uh, on Kilimanjaro. Um, Kilimanjaro isn't like a typical mountain. It's actually like really long and like a long, long slope. So like, it's not like a, a sh- small mountain that like you can just like walk up the peak, walk up the peak and down in like a day. It actually takes like a week or two to hike. Um, it's big and
2: It's a big flat volcano.
0: Yeah. What did you say, Scotty?
1: I said it's really quick to go up and down if you have a Zeta Gundam. It's true. That's true. You know, you, yeah. You just turn it into plane mode and fly. Yeah. But uh, there's there's a an interesting little thing of dialogue here. So they, you know, they're coming down and Quattro's talking about, wow, they've got all these forces. Like they've got this base under siege, but they haven't been able to take it. And he also comments, like, so they come down, it's uh, this, like, snowy mountainside, but then this terrible battle going on, right? Like, you could probably, like, make a Bob Ross painting of this <laughs> and then add explosions and Gundams, and that's, like, your Battle of Kilimanjaro. Right. Um, and he, he uh, talks about how the battle's ruining a beautiful place, and this is a uh, theme that you'll see, I don't know how much more of it is in this next couple episodes, but in a few episodes, it's a very important theme, so it's, they at least give you a little bit of a reminder uh, that he really does actually like the Earth and yeah, thinks he wants to protect it.
0: Yep. So um, these huge gates uh, in this Titan base open up and this Psycho Gundam looking thing flies out and it is the Psycho Gundam. I guess it's like the Psycho, <laughs> Psycho <laughs> Gundam V2 or whatever. It's
2: not so much a Psycho Gundam looking thing as the actual Psycho Gundam. It's, is
0: it the same one? Did they just repair it? Yeah. They
2: oh, can call okay. it it's, the Psycho Gundam. It was in
0: box mode. I, I yeah. it's in yep. boom know that. boombox mode. Yeah, but, mode. Uh,
1: Psycho Gundam Mark II doesn't show up until double Zeta. Uh,
0: okay. Okay. All right. So, yeah, the Psycho, Psycho Gundam flies out. Um, I guess this is, yeah, a thing. Um, Char senses that something is in the, the Psycho Gundam, um, and he's like, uh, we need to get, get out of here so they go to this reservoir of uh, right above the base and they kind of hide out in it um camille thinks the psycho gundam feels different and you know he's like uh eh, dead that's not her um and char's like hey hey guard the Hyakushiki and and the Zeta gundam um and he like goes off to like sneak into the the titan's base and of course titan or uh, camille just says uh, you're not my boss i'm going to Follow you, no. Camille's good. Um, so as Camille's like walking, walking around, he starts hearing somebody screaming, um, and he's like, he's like, Charles, you, you hear that shit? What's going on? And Charles' like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. Like, you're, you're crazy. Um, and then they walk into seeing four being tortured with a machine that she's like all hooked up into. Uh, and Jamitov's watching. So um, the the implication here is that that they are somehow abusing For's new type powers and remotely controlling the Psycho Gundam uh, with her in in this bondage chair.
1: Yeah, right. Well, they they give you a little bit of a heads up that they're dealing with something involving Psychamu or something similar, because when Camille first detects, it, because he's a stronger new type than Char is. Uh, Char eventually does detect it as well as they get closer. And he's saying to Camille, oh, I've, I've felt something like this before. You need to be very careful because it's reminding him of like when Lala would use the Saikamu. Yeah. Uh, And so, right. I mean, this, this episode kind of beats you over the head. If you didn't already have that from the rest of the series about, we really want to draw parallels between
2: four and Lala. Yeah. Yeah. I think they explicitly call it out at one point.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, at the very end of the episode. Um, Yeah, so, uh, you know, after they finish... The bondage
2: chair is called the Psycho-Control Chair.
0: I need one of those. Um, Yeah, so Ford just, like, walks off like nothing happened after all of this. Um, And then Jemitov, like, runs into Shard and Camille... And Shar uh, proves that he is not a very good shot, and uh, Mrs. Jamatov uh,
1: broadside twelve um, so feet
2: away. Yeah,
1: <laughs> there's another note I had about Jamatov here. Okay, so for whatever reason, Zeta keeps showing us Jamatov being not a, an entire asshole in smaller settings, whereas we know that on the world stage he is a gigantic asshole. But in this setting, he you know he mentions after the test when like four is screaming in pain and they cut it off how he's disappointed. And they're like, Oh, it must be because she sucks. He's like, no, because we're doing remote operation. And if you kill the pilot, like what good is that? Like this sucks. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's just this really like a, kind of a small moment, but even he's like, well, you actually have to think about human cost too. Uh, He doesn't say that, but it's the implication. And and I just thought, I think that was interesting. Uh, Yeah. He's not, he's not
0: like a crazy Nazi, like, Gear in, or somebody along those lines,
1: right? Yeah, it, and uh, I just have to say though, getting back to Shar attempting to shoot Jamatoff, between that and uh Haman a few episodes ago, it,
2: he sucks with a gun,
0: <laughs> he does.
2: Well, think back to Gundam Origin, he never ever practiced with a gun, he practiced with a fucking mobile suit. And, like, that's about it. Like, he does not know how to use a
1: gun. (laughs) He can kill you with a mobile suit and betrayal.
2: (laughs) I've never betrayed anyone, ever.
1: Oh, and a bazooka launcher if he has a jetpack. Yeah. (laughs) And you're on a spaceship bridge in the middle of an exploding asteroid base. Then he's a perfect shot. They could
0: fucking headshot you with a bazooka. (laughs) 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 Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Shar's a bad shot, and uh, one thing to note is uh, Camille and Shar pronounce Jamitov Jamatov differently. Um, I think Camille says Jamatov, and Shar says Jamitov I'm gonna go, start man.
1: saying Jamitov.
0: <laughs> um, I'm start right. saying janitor. So, Janatov mocks Char while, while Camille notices Four. Like, I don't know how to put it out of that. Like, he just, like, mocks Char. Like, you suck, Char. Go fuck yourself. Um, and Camille walks off with her in the middle of this this battle that's going on.
1: Um, well, and- they, they thought they had them trapped, and then Four leaves the room. And they're like, <laughs> oh, hey, she opened a door for us. <laughs> All right.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, Four is definitely a... a different right now um so char wanted to shoot her but camille refuses to let him do it um like he he wouldn't hit her anyways but um camille's like trying to get through to her but he's not able to um she basically just gets in the psycho gundam and takes off at this point um yeah so she she's definitely something's definitely going on with four um and i mean you can probably guess that she's just all doped up or something in this chair yep so as she takes off in the psycho gundam we see amuro show up and he is piloting a uh dj is that how you say it i don't know dj d-i-j-e-h
1: dj is what my brain says but i feel like that can't be correct
0: yeah so it is
1: it Either way, it's a mobile suit that's based on the Rictius.
0: Um, so, you know, the Titans get Barzum, and Karaba um, yeah. uh, gets the, the, the uh, Dijon yeah. mustard.
1: Well, remember, they did keep a Rictius. And so this is essentially Karaba's like replication of it. And it has the cockpit in the head like the Rictius. Mm-hmm. And more
2: Beautiful. similar to
1: Gelgoog, it has a beam Naginata
2: pretty interesting um i couldn't get really get past its weird like little thin wing things
1: yeah it looked strange when he showed up with it initially
2: i remember yeah. being
0: like what the fuck is that
1: <laughs> it doesn't look like an amuro suit no it's gotta be this like most off-brand suit that he pilots that, maybe hey you know that's a bit of a theme for zeta though you got amuro in this weird almost Xeonic looking suit that's teal blue. And then you got Char in a almost Gundam looking suit in the yakushiki. That's bright gold.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, uh, yeah. I and mean, one of the other themes is Amaro is, is for all intents and purposes, a grunt pilot right now. Like he's not the star of the show and they like to hammer that in a little bit. Um, so four is ha- having another mental breakdown and just kind of like firing here, there and everywhere. Um, Camille's kind of yelling and chasing after her. And um Amaro yells at Shar for letting uh Camille see four. He's like, What what the fuck were you doing? Letting her see this, and this is a repeat of Lala. So yeah, this is Luke mentioned earlier that they they directly said it, and this is where they say it, like you're letting what happened to us with Lala happen to Camille with crazy girl. I don't, know, I don't know if
2: you mentioned it earlier, but it's important to note that when Camille went after uh, four, she didn't even acknowledge his existence. Like she was he was talking to her and she was just talking about, like, I got to go battle. And then he's like, but it's me, Camille. And she's like, well, I know I got to battle, got to fight. some yeah. stuff." Yeah. And, like she- not even acknowledging that he was there.
0: Yeah, it, it, it was weird. And, and it, contra- it actually contrasts a lot with like what's happening in this next episode too.
2: It's important to note because of the next episode. Yeah.
0: So, episode thirty-six, Forever Four. Um, Shar wants to wait for the Al to return, um, even if it yeah. gives the enemies more time to prepare.
1: And they're at like a base camp.
2: Yeah.
0: They're
2: yeah. like they're like intense in the middle of a snowstorm.
0: Yeah, they've kind of retreated away from the Titan base, not super far enough to have like, I don't know, it's like a, a sauna or like, like a Japanese <laughs> end.
1: Yeah. But uh, we also learn that Shar uh, has really taken command at this point of this operation. And Karaba does have an assault force at the front of the mountain that they're on standby. And Amaro is actually pushing him to attack sooner. He's like, let's, let's go ahead and just do this. And he says that, you know, okay, I'll think about it.
0: Yeah, he's. Yeah, I even have a note. This is Char is is very clearly in charge right now.
2: It's very weird and off, almost all Char and uh, Char and Am- Amaro working together. It was really weird for me.
0: Yeah, Char doesn't seem to have an issue with it, but the way Amaro interacts with him, you can tell that Amaro has an issue with it.
1: It's Amaro. Of course, he does.
0: Yeah, uh, but I mean, just from like a, like them interacting type thing, like Shars, like, I don't give a fuck. Like I'm doing, I'm doing what I got to do. And, and Amro is like, I don't trust this, th- this guy. This He's like, you know, he, he's setting off my, this is a bad guy, Dar, even if he's like not actively bad right now.
1: Yeah, but you also have to remember Amro's emotional maturity is probably not as accelerated as Char's would have been since the one year war. Because he's been basically holed up in quarantine in Montana. Well, I think Sharp's also like five or six years older than him, too. Well, true, yeah, yeah. But I, I guess I'm just saying, even the like growth curve, yeah, you would yeah. Amro's and- still lagging. You you see it, yeah. he's he's still lagging behind a bit, right? He's well, been- I mean,
0: it, not only that, I mean, if, if you think of what happened to Sharp after the one year war, he went out to Axis, he didn't had a little tour with Axis then he came back to the Earth sphere as a sp- as a spy initially for Axis and then like he's been fighting with the A.U.G. as a you know a mobile suit pilot so like he's been busy this whole time like he's been doing stuff and and like you said Amuro has been like you know building Haro <laughs> on Earth
1: yeah well anyhow oh wait there's that one time it, um he gets to go travel with uh, uh, Frau and the kids and they <laughs> encounter the ghost of Makuve, That's Japan right. And or something I forgot I about know. that. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, so Camille and Char are, they leave the tent, they're out in the snow and Char says they're really waiting to attack because Camille isn't worth a damn right now. And Camille's like, no, no, if we go beat the psycho Gundam 4 it'll be normal. And Char's like, no dude, they, that chick, She's all messed up on meds <laughs> yeah. and yeah. I had and, the uh,
2: I had the note that uh Amr uh I'm sorry, Char explains that like she's been experimented on and kind of like mentally fucked up and she's basically saying she's a cyber new type, and he's like, No, there's no way she's a cyber new type, even though she's deaf on a cyber new
0: type. Yeah, my, my note for that was
1: Char is like, fuck that, she's crazy. <laughs> yeah. He says, damage goods, bro. <laughs> you don't, bro, you don't want the, don't. Get near that crazy,
2: yeah. Don't get
0: in there. Yep. So Camille happens upon a new mobile suit while Four is um, taking a bath, and then um, he sneaks into the Titan base to find her. So, like, yeah, he's a suit. It's like a little jeep. Really? Yeah. It. They. Okay. They didn't do that scene very well then, because like he like it, it makes so he's like sneaking up to the Titan base and he's like.
1: Oh, that's interesting.
0: And then, like, he gets to the base.
1: Oh, okay. So, all right. I see what happened here. Uh, So, Camille, like, drives away in a little Jeep thing. Then you have a shot of um, Jamatov being told that a fleet is going to pick him up at dawn, right? Since that base is under siege, it's an implication that they've determined it's not safe to be there. Yeah. Then it cuts back to Camille who lands on Kilimanjaro on a little, like, hang glider. Mm-hmm. Like, tremendous security. Dude just grabs a, a, a hang glider and then gets there. How did they hang glide
2: onto the mountain?
1: Well,
0: he they, they were above them in the mountain. So, like, I think... So, Char and Amro and Camille and their group was were higher on the mountain and Karaba's support forces were lower on the mountain, and the Titan base
1: is sandwiched in between.
2: Seems like a terrible tactical position for them.
1: Yeah. So anyway, then what happens is as he's on the way into the base, he sees a covered-up mobile suit and remarks to himself that it appears to be a new model mobile suit, and then it cuts to four in the bath. Yes. Okay. Yep. Yep. so he is um,
0: sneaking around the base to find her, and um when he first sees her, he he she seems kind of normal. Um, so we've had a few good episodes and Jared's back.
2: I, I have this one specific thing written down probably four or five different times for this episode and it's just Jared fucking blows. Yeah. <laughs> I have that written down in several places here.
0: I I have Jared shows up. he's still injured
1: and you know he's going to ruin things. Yeah. Yep. Hey, Camille's got his Titans jacket. <laughs> that he got off of some corpse somewhere, I guess. I'm sure you could buy a replica Titans jacket just like it for like $450 or something on P Bandai.
2: Very good. Wonder if got out there in time.
1: They sell like I, I, they were
0: selling like a um a Zobby pen for like $110 and like I saw somebody there was like a a thread on Twitter where somebody was talking about it and they're like this isn't even like a nice high quality pen this is like like a Bic pen and like a fancy like plastic covering with a Zabi logo that they're selling for $110
2: yeah I'm looking at it it's not nice
1: (laughs) it includes one lubed up condom
2: for you know just
1: just just in case, you know, Um, <laughs> but only one. You got to buy the
2: others.
0: <sighs> you know, it'll break. It's lobby
2: family purveyor ballpoint pen.
1: Yeah, see, yeah. If, at least if it was like some crazy nice pen, it could be like your one pen that you right. only use to sign like the most important shit. But then, like, if you had to, can you just imagine, like, getting out some nice expensive pen and going to write with it and then being like, wait, give me some scrap paper and having to, like, scribble to get it to work first? <laughs> Man.
2: I've
0: got to sign this very important document with my fake Nazi regalia pen. <laughs> like,
2: so, uh, <laughs> here, is, here are a couple of the, the high selling points. Symbol of the Zabi family. Zeon. Ring clip. Ball diameter, designated case. That's it. That's all of them. And, and how much is it? One hundred fifteen dollars. Jesus
0: Christ! Wow. And that, that's but,
2: not counting the shipping. I just want to throw this out there. They do limit you to only buying twelve per order. So. <laughs> oh my god!
1: If you buy twelve, they come wrapped in like you know just the standard like plastic big, and it's probably a
2: thin package.
1: I mean, it looks,
2: it looks like
0: they've got to be money laundering with this shit, right? (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like
0: Pete Bandai is really just like a drug front, right? Like they're not. (laughs) I
2: saw uh, there's a, there's a um, Jim Gaffigan joke where he's talking about the serving sizes and he's like, yeah, ice cream. I put a cup on the thing, but it went out that way. It's just, that's just what's on there now. Serving size is only a cup. Like uh, that's not real. It's like that with P band They're like, I put $115 on this fucking pin and, and it's just it's just on the site now, guys. What do
1: we do? We, we put all these Gokus on a boat and they sunk to the ocean floor off the coast of Hawaii. Whoops. All right. Um we, let's get back. I'm gonna get us back to the episode. Although I'm really enjoying the banter. Um I also want us to, to get to get get through the episode. So um Camille and four are like in a lounge. And Camille's like, man, there's no surveillance cameras. And I was so glad he said that because I had taken multiple notes about this episode. Like, their security sucks. <laughs> Even Camille's like, wow, their security sucks. Um, but, you know, he, he also notices, though, that Four is acting less weird because he doesn't see any cameras. So he's guessing that that uh, that is why. And then he's asking about if she were found out what her real name was. And I have a note there. It says, remember episode uh, something? So yeah, I really remembered what episode that was. But I, I feel like that came up in one of their conversations in Hong Kong.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, she she had told them uh in their initial thing that the reason she was fighting with the Titans is because they had, you know, her they were able to restore her memories and tell her who she was and all of that stuff. And and now he's basically like, Well, you know, you you did all this stuff for them. Like, um, even though, like, really the last time we shot saw her, she was
1: betraying them like <laughs> did you get did they give her your memories back after you betrayed them like yeah but yeah you know, that kind of triggers in her though like this oh i hate the agyu they're the enemy so then it, it shows her getting some drinks out of the mini fridge and there's a gun in there cuz it's definitely where you keep guns mm-hmm. is your drink mini fridge and then she like snaps out of it i and, I, uh,
2: I have a note about that specifically as she's walking over um, Camille says, Four, did you ever figure out your real name?" And then she, like, she literally like clicks in her head, and then she starts having like flashbacks of them saying, "Kill the A.U. The A.U. evil. You hate the A.U. Kill the A.U." Like, like yeah. full on like brain aneurysm about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. But then she notices Camille sitting on the side of her bed, and decides it's time to go and, and talk to Camille there. Like, oh. Yeah, I've been in college. I know where this is going. <laughs> yeah, um, she she briefly talks to him about
0: how she loses her mind when she pilots the Psycho Gundam, and that really turns them both on, and they they make out. Um, and that's go
1: ahead.
2: I just have noted that they were both drinking pink cokes.
1: So. Mm, yeah, that I mean, look, I know that my line to close the deal is. Girl, you shouldn't pilot the Psycho Gundam anymore. Like, yeah. It works, yeah. It works 60% of the time. Easily. But then Camille gets blocked by a dropped can of guava juice or something.
0: Yeah, she starts freaking Coke. out
1: too. Coke,
2: okay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, she starts freaking out. Camille swears. He's like, I will never be, you know, for your enemy for, um, And he's like you need medical attention. You're freaking out. You need medicine. Cause I guess she only had like one pill left or something. So he like takes her to the the doctor. Um, And this is the same doctor from earlier in the season too. Um, And he's like, Hey doc, uh, give her some medicine. Um, As,
2: As he was taking her there, like he was like rounding a corner and Jared spots him. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, this is, a se- I think, second time Jared saw them. He saw them earlier and was, like, trying to find them. And then uh, we got to keep in mind that Jared is on crutches, so he's not able to be super mobile, which is going to be really important later in this episode when he's super mobile, despite
1: right well. <laughs> well yeah, 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 we'll get there. Uh, so yeah, they get to this little, like, clinic infirmary thing, right? And... Doctor says, Go get aftamilin solution, which I probably put in quotes and meant to look it up and never did. Anyway, he was like, What kind of medicine is that? And the doctor's like, Wait a minute. You're the you Gundam pilot. What? And then this dude goes to like run to a phone, you know, presumably to call security or Jared. I don't know. But like the way they animate Camille, like kicking the shit out of this dude, like it's so quick, it's just hilarious. Like, they were like, all right, animate Camille kicking the shit out of somebody. You've got uh, three frames. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um. Yeah. So uh, Jared shows up and. Uh, all
2: right. All right. When Jared shows up and I, this is my first one of my first Jared notes, he literally opens the door and says, I will kill that hostage to get to you. No other words are said. He's just like, "I will fucking kill that woman." <laughs> you know, like, and Camille's like not even standing near. Her. He's like three feet away from her. I'm going to
0: kill everybody in this room. To <laughs> Kill you, Camille.
1: I'm going to do
2: it. Yeah, and I also wrote Jared fucking blows. Yeah. yeah so, so- uh,
1: what do we want to bet that uh, in the interim, when Camille is briefly looking at like the screen about all the cyber new types and stuff and scolding the doctor on the screen really quick. I hit pause. There was a, a cyber new type at the Pyongyang research center named Kim Karen or something like that. What do we want to bet? There's a side manga about her. Ooh. Ooh. Almost definitely. Yeah, That'd be interesting. At least something like B club from the eighties. That's probably never been digitized. <laughs> I or or like a
0: whole maybe she's like the main character of the Zeta novel.
1: <laughs> Twenty-two volumes. <laughs> yeah. Um, where am I in my notes? Oh God. Well, yeah, so, so we <laughs> have a we have another g- a good moment here. Four tackles Jared and takes his gun. And the there's an interesting dub and sub difference here. Because in the dub he goes, You traitor, and the subtitle as he's saying new trader it just says bitch
2: <laughs> with <an> exclamation <laughs>
1: point
0: <laughs> yeah so uh, they camille and Flora run out of the office at this point again keep in mind jared's on on crutches so he's not very fast but jared shows up again as they're climbing down the mountain cripple jared is very annoying <laughs> Uh, Camille throws Jerry like, <laughs> yeah. down the fucking
2: mountain. He like, yeah. he, like body just, like, slams like, him down fucking him. Mount Kilimanjaro. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, is not a steep mountain, but uh, fucking Camille throws
2: him down the goddamn mountain. Yeah, and Forrest's like, you just threw him off the mountain. <laughs> and he's <laughs> like, it's okay. And then cool guy explosion happens <laughs> in the background. Yeah. I
1: mean, and but- the. This is just this scene is wonderful because Jared
2: drives up,
1: like, does his best, like Rodimus Prime, like, "This is the end of the road, Camille," (laughs) and then Camille goes and kicks the shit out of his gun and just, yeah, just like barnyards (laughs) him over. (laughs) Uh, This
2: this was this is probably the best scene ever. That was my favorite part of the whole episode. (laughs)
1: There's a gif of that somewhere. I had found it. Um, <laughs> hang on, I think did I find it? Yeah, here we go. I found it from a Reddit rewatch thread of this episode from years ago. So yeah, thank you to whoever gifted this up. It's very worth doing.
0: Like he has like this high kick and you, and he just yeah he just throws them the fuck down. That's great. Yeah, because he's about to, like, hit him with his crutch, too. And Camille's like, no, nah, fuck you, man.
2: If you start <laughs> typing, if you start typing, Camille throws, it automatically uh, auto-populates in Google. Camille throws a cripple. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Great. This, um, this could be, sadly, this could be a theme for the later third or so of Zeta Gundam, is Camille beating up on cripples. <laughs> could it be? <laughs> Not always physically crippled. Uh,
0: I mean, isn't Camille crippled too? At some point,
1: <laughs> spoilers, man.
0: No, no, like mentally, meant like well, yeah, that's a spoiler too. Anyway, uh-huh. I, I mean, like he is stunted as a human being at this point, right now. Um, anyway, um, uh, Four starts freaking out after the explosion, um. Oh wait sorry before before the explosion right Shar and the rest of Carabar started attacking the base right Jared somehow manages to like not need that that crutch anymore and he makes it right back into the base um, faster than anything else he's done so far so like I, I guess like Camille is actually like a faith healer <laughs> throwing him down the mountain and fixed him um four starts freaking out. Um, and she essentially goes Super Saiyan, right? Like, she starts, like, you know, charging up her, her new type powers, it just, like, glowing, and, like, um, and says that Camille's her enemy, um, and then Jared steals uh, a mobile suit that's being worked on while this is happening, and Four um, summons the, the Psycho Gundam by using the materia that she's carrying your diary today i killed another of jared's friends <laughs> that brings my count to three <laughs> yes i like that <laughs> yeah,
1: I was, I was distracted um,
0: um yeah head. so four four pulls out um a psycho gundam summon materia and uses it and
2: <laughs> um
0: psycho gundam comes out while she's was super this,
2: was this before she uh, yeah so uh she just like the switch kind of flipped with her yeah, she went nuts.
0: She went nuts. Yeah, it's out of like, nowhere.
2: I don't know. I, I didn't catch what triggered it.
0: it. It was one of the explosions that was near him, I think.
2: It's like a PTSD like trigger or something yeah. like yeah. that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So um Shar tells Camille to get into the Zeta as, um as four is essentially just like lighting Karaba's forces up. Um Camille did,
2: did, uh, Camille though, that was pretty funny.
0: Yeah. I mean anytime somebody hits Camille, it's funny. Um but yeah. he kind of feels bad for him here. Um, so Camille's like trying to convince Four to stop, but it's not working at all. Um, Jared shows up, and um, Four is is told to protect um, Jamatov's escape ship. So, like as Scotty mentioned earlier in the episode, Jamatov is getting out of this base because it's not safe anymore. Four is told to like protect his withdrawal. Um, what was the suit that Jared got into? I didn't actually take a note. I
2: believe. The what? The Bjarland. Bjarland. I don't know um, if I said that I pronounced that correctly, but
1: I, that or, or yeah. uh, again, who knows?
0: Yeah. Well, a huge explosion it uh damages um the psycho gundam for after Jamatov escapes. Um and then as um Camille is still like trying to like Talk to Four and get her to calm down. Um, Jared dive bombs and trying to uh, finally, once and for all, uh, kill Inspector Gadget. I mean, uh, Camille. And uh, Four kind of like pushes him to the side and gets stabbed in the face um, and gets blown up and dies. Um, Amaro and Char both are witnessing this and are just like, oh, yeah. Good old Lala.
2: Part yeah, two. I, I had another note here. Uh, Jared tries to kill Camille and incidentally murders Four again. Jared fucking blows. Yeah, and then my next line was like, "God, Jared really sucks so much." He does. Yep.
0: When they so and and Amaro and Shar have to drag Camille away because um, he's like holding Four's body. Um, they drag him away with her. And they like have to carry the Zeta between their suits. Well,
1: So there's, there's one thing though, that they kind of to me, you know, just to pour salt in the wound here, what he does right before she dies is there's this explosion and one of them. So there's all these explosions coming from Kilimanjaro, right? So the mm-hmm. idea is Shamitov escapes and starts to blow the base up on his way out, like any proper cartoon villain. And, one of those knocks the psycho Gundam around and it, you see four getting knocked around the cockpit. So then the next thing you know, when Camille gets away from Jared, he's able to go and check on four and he's convinced her to get out of the psycho Gundam. Like she got knocked around and back to not crazy. And uh, that's when Jared charges ahead. So they make it look like, Oh, Hey, everything will be fine. And that it, just before it is, it is not
0: right. Right. Yep. So after they drag um, Camille away, Camille gets in Char's face and says, "You're no longer Quattro. You're Char now." And Char's like, "Okay."
2: Yeah, I was like, "He's just okay with that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it. It's all a took. <laughs> whole
0: time. It was like really anticlimactic. He's like,
2: "You're no longer okay. You're no
0: longer Lieutenant Quattro anymore. You're Char." And and he's like.
2: Okay. <laughs> I mean no,
1: so it fits better than you guys are making it out to be, right? Because no, you have No,
2: I, I agree Scotty. He was he was kind of like, you know, you're right. Uh, but <laughs> I was just kind of like that's it. That's all it took.
1: <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but it's it's just look at like his frame of reference, right? Like uh he's like 36 just been in episodes of the start. <laughs> I well, uh, <laughs> I'm joking. I'm joking.
2: Well, it's definitely like Worst kept secret though, like, because even, I think even Amro in this episode called him Char. Or maybe the last episode.
0: Well, I mean, he he had been out as Char for a while, but I think he was maintaining that he was, he was Uh, a different person than he used to be.
1: It's a symbolic persona at this point. Yeah, and he's realizing the time's come to drop it. I mean, moments before it, Camille's too sad to fly out of battle. He's like, I guess I'll just die here. And uh, he's, you know, picking him up in the Zeta going, like, warriors must fight until the day they die. It's not a very quattro thing to say. It's a very Char thing to say, though. So, I mean, that's... You know, like, it works. It's not, like, out of nowhere, right? Um, And, uh, um, yeah. So, that that was what I was trying to say. Um, That's my actual... You're right. You're you're right.
0: It was just just funny, like, how it... I don't know. I, I felt like it was a very, like, short addendum at the very end of this episode. It was like, oh, we for some reason we like did all the voice acting and called him shot or moving forward. So like here, tack this on. You're, yeah. you're
1: <laughs> I mean, look, it's really just foreshadowing for the next episode. Yeah. More or less. But um, you know, to me in my head, this, the end of this episode is the end of like the third arc of, of this story. You know? Uh, yeah. And everything from the next episode to the end is your like final chapter of, of everything. Because, you know, here you got four is really just, completely out of the picture at this point. And um, yeah. Anyhow, we'll uh... what's interesting
0: to note with the movies. And I'm not going to do a side by side of the whole thing right now is nothing with four happens in this part. She is right. dead in the movies when she falls from when, when Camille goes into space, like this doesn't happen.
1: Psycho yeah. Gundam is not there. And, you know, I was, I was incorrect in previous episodes where I was like, I don't know. I could have sworn, and you know what I was thinking about seed destiny. I was because they do a basically parallel plot line uh, with Shin and Stella, and I was like, "No, I know I've seen updated animation of the Psycho Gundam in the snow, like fighting." No, that was definitely in the third movie. No, no, it wasn't. It was in Seed Destiny. It wasn't (laughs) Psycho Gundam. It was the Destroy. So, whoops.
2: (laughs)
0: Yeah,
1: it's it's
0: understandable. Yeah. Yeah. This, I mean, this. I understand why they cut this out of the movie, um, but I also like it, it's also important for like Camille's like torturing his psyche
1: and hating Jared. Well, <laughs> I mean, he's Jared's taking some L's.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jerry fucking blows.
0: All right. You guys got anything else?
2: No, I think I'm good. Uh, get that hamrabi uh, pudding.
0: <laughs> they got some Robbie pudding. Yep. Yeah. All right, kids. Don't throw cripples down a mountain. We'll see you in two weeks.
1: <laughs> Check us out on Twitter. Unless <laughs> the
2: cripple is Jared.
1: <laughs> and even then, it's probably still a felony in the eyes of the law, even if it's the right thing to do
2: called chaotic good okay
0: if you the dnd you would know <laughs> check us out on twitter at new type flash pod and uh feel free to give us uh some feedback on our reddit post thanks see you in two weeks